This is the All Into Clemson Football Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers. What's up, everybody? Briley and Carter here, and it's finally daggum time to recap the Notre Dame game. It's just like this podcast to be gone for the entire weekend of the most important game that Clemson has played during the regular season in, I don't know, like two or three seasons. So congrats, Carter. Thanks for pulling that off for me. We went radio silent there for a bit. Hey, I'd like to point out that we did record a podcast, (laughs) a preview episode of Notre Dame. We just never got it out. Yeah. Well, okay, a little Doesn't background that Trevor's here. Sick. That that was a big part of it. Yes, we didn't Still have our, sick. I, we didn't have our entire team on staff, and so that made it difficult. But hey, listen, I don't usually share personal details on this podcast, but I feel like I owe our regular listeners an explanation. I'll just take thirty seconds here. It's pretty simple. Mm. I was in. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was in a former friend's wedding this weekend, and I we just did not have time to put it out. So, and I say former friend because I have unfriended him because how can you be friends with someone who plans a wedding during college football season? (sighs) And before too many of you say, oh, what is Carter doing all weekend? My response is, I don't edit. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I'm the backup editor when Trevor is out. (laughs) And it was just a bad week overall, just like it was for Clemson. Whoop. Good too soon. Back. Too soon. <laughs> so, anyways, please forgive us. Thank you for being back again. We promise to get back on schedule, and this is a good start. Nothing like <laughs> releasing a recap episode on Thursday of the week after. But it is a bye week, so maybe more people will want to listen to this. Yeah, let us know. We could maybe edit our preview episode and send it to you too, and see. Yeah, w- <laughs> if you pay us five dollars, <laughs> I will. I will provide you that episode. All right. Email us. We do have an email for those of you out there. It's rant at clemsonpod.com. I have literally never advertised that. So now I have to check it. Great. (laughs) I don't know what to say about that. We could though. Nah, never mind. Okay. Let's just head right into the episode roadmap. Please do. We just (laughs) wasted everyone's time. Maybe it was a good thing we weren't here. People probably weren't looking forward to this. break from us. That's right. All right. Well, speaking of that, I should say one more quick programming note. It is a bye week this week, so we will not be recording another episode this week. We will be back next week. I promise, though. All right. Let's focus on this episode now. So the roadmap for this episode is that we will talk pivotal plays and top takeaways from Saturday's somewhat crushing loss to Notre Dame, but also, nah, it's okay. That sort of loss. You know what I mean. I'm more on that end, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I th- we're sort of on different ends, I think. So we'll, we'll chat about that. And uh, that, that time will be specifically for us to talk about the immediate after effects and uh, what happened in the game. And then we will close out a very unusual closing for a recap episode, by the way. We usually do this in the preview episodes, but what the heck? It's a Thursday. It's a recap episode. And it's been a while. So we're going to play some Clemson in and Clemson out to talk about the real aftermath of what this game means. The long-term effects. Specific, specifically, what does this mean for Clemson's college football chances? How do we still feel about them winning the natty? You know, things like that. Big picture stuff. So be sure to stick around for that. All right. So let's go ahead and hop into the biggest plays and top takeaways. 
Before we talk about any specific plays, let's start with an insane, crazy person stat. Okay? Get ready for this. Buckle yourself in. Clemson did not allow Notre Dame to score an offensive touchdown for a 59-minute stretch in regulation. You heard me right. A 59-minute stretch. They somehow still gave up 47 points (laughs) and lost. (laughs) That's a tough one. And of course, that happened because Notre Dame scored a touchdown on the first drive very quickly. And then they scored on their last drive, uh, you know, with less than a minute to go. So let me let me start with this. I don't even know how they lost. How did that happen? I honestly don't know either. I was watching the game and you've asked me a few times after games, like, did you feel nervous about that? Like, I didn't feel nervous at all once again watching that game. And when Clemson lost, I was just like, no, that that didn't just happen, did it? (laughs) Yeah, it did did feel strange. And I'll take whatever I say with a grain of salt because I just watched this game at like one o'clock last night. Uh, So I wasn't in the moment and I already knew that they lost. So I wasn't nervous per se. Uh, But no, it didn't. They shouldn't have lost the game. Yeah, that's what I came away with. (laughs) After they after they went ahead by a touchdown at the end of the game, I thought, okay, like this is over. And they had every chance to win that game. They should not have lost that game. And I know there are excuses and what you know, we can talk. We'll talk about those things in a bit. But I mean, come on. We shouldn't have lost the game. So that's even saying like Notre Dame played great. Like they played fantastic. Well, like, that shouldn't mean anything though, because Clemson still should have won the game even without a quarter of their team. <laughs> yeah. So, so here's what I would say about the game too, is that it was a fun game. First of all, that was probably the most fun game Clemson game that I've watched in a very long time. Uh, and there were times when both teams played well, but at the same time, both teams made pretty critical mistakes Clemson had several penalties. They obviously had a couple of turnovers. Notre Dame had several turnovers that couldn't convert when they got in the red zone. So many field goals. So many field goals. And uh, of course, you know, what really illustrates this game best is that uh, a special teamers upended Travis Etienne at the end of the first half. And uh, that's when I knew we were outmatched. (laughs) Etienne tried to karate chop the kicker. (laughs) Who else thought of AB Antonio Uh, Brown when that happened? Definitely. (laughs) Raise them up. Raise your hands. That was pretty funny. And uh, anyway, so let's talk about a few plays here. Uh, You had a few plays written down, right? I did. I was taking notes during the game and there were quite a few plays that happened. I was like, this is a key play. We're going to talk about this. Uh, but then the game ended and Clemson lost. And I realized that all my key plays were for Clemson to win. <laughs> so then I had to throw them all out. <laughs> well, you are conditioned for that to happen because they've won like 50 I, straight I'm so Saturday used to games. It, yeah. So. Right. <laughs> we'll forgive you for that. So thankfully, I have a few backup plays here that uh, illustrate what happened specifically in this game. And we'll start with a positive one. The next to the last, and by the way, these are all like fourth quarter. Uh, plays and and uh, sequences because that seems to be when Clemson decides to play. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, obviously, important things happened in the first half. The turnovers were big. Um, that you know, those were just unfortunate. And uh, Notre Dame had some great plays, but let's start in the fourth quarter. So 
Um, Clemson had a beautiful drive the next, you know, their next to last drive in regulation where they drained the clock. They scored a touchdown. That was actually when ETN finally got a rushing touchdown. And uh, after only, you know, what did he end the game with again? 28 yards. Yeah. Yuck. So, you know, that was that was a big sequence. And I think we could both agree at that point. I was like, okay, here we are. And we all we've all heard the stat of how Clemson is like 27 and four in one possession games in, you know, the last half a dozen years or something like that. And so. To me, I was very confident that they were going to win the game at that point. And actually, everyone on the sideline was like laughing. Dabo was over there. And I specifically specifically remember Amari Rogers on the sideline just smiling it up with Dabo over there. And I thought, all right, here we are. We pulled it off. And then, even better, when they stuffed Notre Dame on that fourth down. You know, well, they didn't really stuff them. They dropped the ball on fourth down. But you get my point. Like, at, you know, at that moment in the game, I'm like, all right. Like it's sealed. There's only a couple of minutes left and all we have to do is get one first down. Is that what you were thinking at that point as well? Oh yeah. I, as soon as they, as soon as ETN scored, like the whole game I was sitting up in my chair and then as soon as he scored, I like laid back. I was like, here we go. We got this. <laughs> and I was so wrong. So it's your fault. Yeah. You jinxed them. Somehow. Exactly. Yes. We, we're, we're pretty adept on this podcast at doing that. So, all right. So, I mean, honestly, the, Here's what I would say, and it's really the hard part about picking out like the the pivotal plays is that there are so many plays, you know, every play is important, blah, 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 blah. But it's hard to cherry pick just one single play or sequence where you're like, OK, this totally changed the game. But pro- to me, the biggest, you know, the sequence that really displayed in this game what what happened with Clemson and what's wrong with Clemson right now was when they got the ball back, their final drive in regulation where they just needed to get a first down and they needed to drain Notre Dame's timeouts and drain the clock. And that's all they needed to do. One first down. They just needed it. Here's how it went. Quarterback rush to the left for one yard. Run with ETN for loss of five yards, plus a holding call, by the way. Uh, pass to ETN for five yards, but Tra- Travis runs out of bounds. <laughs> it's a freshman mistake, except this shouldn't be yeah, happening. He with had ETN. a bad game, by the way. Twenty-eight yards, a fumble, and he ran out of bounds. Of that, it 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 was just ugly. Like I couldn't believe it. I I tell you what, he now uh, here. I'll say this: I would have been happy if they had thrown the ball three times on that possession just to get like a first down or move the ball because. I and Tony Elliott would have been smashed for it. We would have been crushing him today if you know they in, had three incompletions and didn't and didn't get the first down anyways. But they weren't able to run the ball at all this game. And then we're going to decide that we're going to try to ice the game by running the ball. Yeah, it, it was stupid play calling. No, and I listen. I'm totally for believing in your guys and thinking that you know Travis is special. I I wouldn't put him, you know, I wouldn't have. He's not the problem, though. No, I wanted the ball <laughs> in his hands. But listen, when there's like eight defenders around him and no one's blocking for him, then good grief. So this is where those screen passes that we seem to do all day long. Well, then he ran out of bounds. So that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, that swing pass didn't work. But listen, all to say, they only forced Notre Dame to use one timeout and they only used 22 seconds <laughs> on that entire drive. And Notre Dame eventually went on 
to score a touchdown on an eight play 91 yard drive. And so, I, I mean, that to me, that was that was it. Like that was the game right there. And they failed. And after that happened, Notre Dame answered the bell on everything. And, um, you know, I just felt like Clemson couldn't finish the job in this game because, you know, Notre Dame kind of responded after they lost the fumble on the goal line. They responded uh, by getting a stop on after they had that fourth down drop uh, and they forced Clemson into that three and out. They responded by going down the field in eight plays, 91 yards to tie the game. They responded in overtime when Clemson on really one play, but what ended up being two plays, scored a touchdown in overtime. And overall, Notre Dame just responded better than Clemson did when it mattered most. And, uh, you know, we could, you know, we could cry all day about how they got down again and how they came back, which was, you know, they basically, really, they dominated the second half. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a game of two halves. Like Notre Dame easily, anyone could say, easily dominate the first half. And I honestly thought the game was going to get out of hand there in the first half. Oh, really? Yeah. With those two straight possessions with fumbles, I thought it was going to get ugly yeah. at that point. But no, like Clemson responded, then Notre Dame responded right back. And like you said, they responded at the end, which is the most important time to respond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I'm listen, hats off to Notre Dame. As much as, and we'll talk about this in a bit, as much as we're going to say, well, okay, you know, this wasn't a whole Clemson team by any means, but they still beat, they still beat them fair and square. So uh, does it mean anything? That's where yeah, we'll discuss We'll that. get to that in a second. Uh, okay. So my last play is really uh, in the second overtime when Ian Book scrambled on a second and 15 and picked up like 13 yards and he just like froze Jake Venables in his place. Um, that's when I was like, okay, there's a reason why we have starters above Jake Venables. You know, like Isaiah Simmons would not have gotten juked out like that. But well, I keep forgetting. Skalski wouldn't have been These either. are pivotal plays. These aren't like great plays. Because well, it it's was, not the great play to just get past No, it was, a great, it was a great play by Ian Book. You saw the move that he put on, put on him. It was yeah, pretty nice. He I honestly feel like I could make that move on Jake Venables though. Wow. We're gonna take I'm you, just kidding. We're going to take you to the Clemson facility and see you get a concussion. <laughs> Guarantee so, I could run a 40-yard dash faster than him. <laughs> Does that mean anything? Yeah, no. I'm sure he has a pull. I'm sure he has a published 40 time, and we're gonna go time you after. This oh, bring it on. Sure. Okay, so those were the top plays. Like I said, this isn't an exhaustive list. Those are just the ones where I thought, all right, those are the daggers. That's those are the ones that really caught my attention. So let's go to the top takeaways now. And I've been hearing since this time, we've we've had a few days now because this is coming out late to sort of digest everything that happened and. Here's what I've been hearing so far from most Clemson fans. It's that this game was really overall a positive for Clemson. Like losses are almost never positives. But listen, they didn't play their best. They were missing a ton of starters. They had a freshman quarterback making his first road start against the fourth ranked team in the country, the best defense in the ACC. And they only lost by one score in double overtime. I said, you can't get a better loss than that. <laughs> no, I mean, anyone out in the country try and get a better loss than that one yes no it, it's listen there's the playoff is still in front of them they can easily make it 
uh, as long as they went out and they're going to get Notre Dame again in the ACC championship game. So there will be a chance for some vindication here. But in the meantime, and as much as I'm on board with everything we just said there, this game definitely exposed some deeper flaws in this team that need to be addressed. And this isn't new news. You've probably heard this, but our offensive line sucks. Oh my goodness. It's 28 bad. yards for ETN. I yeah. heard someone, Pete Sampson, on his podcast, <laughs> describe them as short and stumpy, <laughs> 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 which is sort of true. Like they're not imposing at all. And, you know, this is, there's no sugarcoating it, sugarcoating it at this point. They're okay in pass protection. They've been pretty good this season, but... I would like to differ on that one. Do you remember the second overtime? Okay, well, you beat me to it. I was going to get there, but eventually, yes, they doomed this team because they gave up two... They gave up back-to-back sacks in the second overtime, which, you know, crushed the offense under the weight of yards upon yards on third down. Uh, But then 28... How many rushing yards did they have overall? ETN had 28... You know, they had, it had to be so low. Like it, you just don't, you're not going to win games you like ready that. For this? Hit me. You want to give me a guess? It's under 50, right? Yeah. 34 yards. It's disgusting. And that's probably, I should have looked this up before, but that's got to be one of the lowest outputs by a Davos Sweeney team in a very long time. So, and that's unacceptable. First of all, you have a running, a quarterback who can run. And I understand why they didn't run him. We don't want him to get hurt necessarily. But, and then you have the, Probably the most dynamic playmaker in all of college football, and he can only muster 28 rushing yards. Come on. So we've been hearing this a lot this season. I don't know how they fix it, though, either. Like these are these are their guys. And there's no I I don't think there's anyone behind them who's going to be able to change this. I mean, they just got to get their act together. That's they have to sit there as a team and be like, all right, we're going to run the ball and we're going to do this. And they don't even need to be. Listen, I'm not even demanding that they rush for 200 yards a game even though that's sort of been the average of the the last couple of years for this Clemson team I'm just simply asking for can we get 100 yards like I will just let's start with 50 (laughs) yeah well yeah let's let's take it step by step here but seriously come on let's you got to keep the defense honest and they always talk about this and annoys the heck out of me when they're like well they loaded the box and listen they did load the box but eventually you got to get runs like I don't know I don't know what you're supposed to do there and DJ you know bless his heart (laughs) did his best you know without a running game and uh, you know we'll talk about that in a second so do you have anything to add about the running game besides the fact that I think we've covered that they suck and they need to get their act together otherwise if this doesn't change they're not winning the championship no no and You'll hear it here. You'll hear it other places. This line, this offensive line right now is not a championship caliber offensive line. It's just that I mean, this they're is not the, going to win the championship. Yeah, I mean, this is the biggest. This, this is the biggest point of the team. Like, yes, you can get on their defense. They're not looking amazing right now, but they still step up. It's our offensive line. Like even our quarterback situation. Either quarterback we have, I think we can win the championship, honestly. Oh, so, like, the biggest problem is our offensive line. We could absolutely win the championship with DJ. So, let's go ahead and talk about him. And then we will talk about uh, the defense. Don't think you got off the hook, defense. We're coming for you. So, anyways, um, my you know my point is that DJ is really good. Jeez. And 
I am impressed with him. <laughs> um, is there a quarterback controversy brewing? Honestly, Trevor, Andrew? like if you want to take another week to be healthy, <laughs> go ahead and kick back and relax, man. No, I, I mean, I don't know. Listen, and you, I think you feel stronger about this, but Clemson did not lose because of the quarterback play. If you cannot win the game when DJ threw 400, over 450 yards, it's not the quarterback's fault. Oh, it's it's straight up again back to the offensive line and the running game. That is yes. the only reason why we lost this game. Yes. And so, I mean, but hot dang. He's really, really, really good. And he threw for the most passing yards against Notre Dame in the history of history. I, I mean, that's crazy. I have never been so confident watching a quarterback come in for only his second game ever and he throws the ball and I'm expecting for it to be completed. doesn't matter what it is. I'm like, here we go. He had it's the several, same feeling as Trevor Lawrence is out there. He has he had several passes. I can I'm thinking of one specifically. I think it was on third down. He was he was running backward. Like he was off his back foot and he just gunned it to Amari Rogers to get the first down. I was just like, oh my gosh. It like makes you drool. He's so amazing. Like this kid's gonna be really good. And I think one of the best lines from the night was Mike Tarico of NBC was like, I forget when he said it, but he was, you know, he's like, well, you know, this is really, he said it uh, jokingly. I almost made try and pronounce facetiously. Thank you. <laughs> That's one of my words that I just stay away from. I'm honestly impressed that I said it. You I did took a chance job. there. <laughs> yeah. So what Carter said, Mike Tarico was like, well, you know, this, you know, this four-year starter is looking really good. Mm, He's like, yeah, oh, yeah. wait, this is his second game started in college, first on the road. I mean, it's unfair. He is, he's so good. Clemson is going to win the next four national championships. If we have an offensive line. <laughs> well, the crazy part is they still almost won with this terrible offensive line and rushing for True. however many, 34 yards or whatever you said. So DJ, Big Cinco, DJ BC, right? That's what we're calling him. Is it DJ UBC? Ah, DJ UBC. All right. Him. Thank you. You're beautiful. We love you. I did like how Mike Tirico called him Big Cinco at one point throughout the game. Yeah. I forget when it was, but. Can we, can we just say that underrated the NBC crew in general? I don't uh, watch many Notre Dame games. None actually so far this season besides this one, but that was fantastic. I loved NBC's Let's coverage. trade all the ACC network just for Mike Tirico and Tony Dungy. <laughs> That's all we want in return. That's it. That's it. We're not asking for much. That's all. All right. You heard it here. Just make the trade already. Okay, so DJ is really good, uh, and the defense is kind of average right now. And we talked about it. They were missing several starters. Skowski, Mike Jones, Tyler Davis. All these guys are out, and they're huge cogs in this defense. But I don't know. They're just kind of average right now without them. I think, th I think the second half, they played really good, actually. It's again, they started just like in Boston College. They started out slow and got down again. They just started the game out slow. So I feel like if they can complete a game, then we wouldn't even be talking about the defense. Like, yes, they gave up 47 points, but it sure didn't feel like 47 points. Like you said, they only gave well, up it, two offensive touchdowns the entire game. Yeah. Three. It, Sorry. Well, well, they technically gave up four, but in the in regulation, they only gave up two. So at the beginning of the first quarter oh, and yes. at the end of the fourth quarter, Still. but then they gave up two in the the uh, overtime. So, yeah, but I mean, they kept them to a lot of field goals. 
And granted, Notre Dame had an unforced error, really, when Ian Book fumbled at the goal line. I mean, that was going to... Yeah, but we still forced it, though. Yeah, yeah. No, it, listen, I'm not crushing the defense. I guess the way that I would describe my top takeaways is the offensive line is bad, DJ is good, and the defense is average. <laughs> you know, And it, that's not to say that they weren't bad. And listen, Notre Dame, here, here's what I'll tell you. Actually, here's a hot take for you. Ian Book was the best quarterback in this game. He played Explain yourself great. because I don't agree with that. The dude was dropping dimes. Like, and here's the thing, too, is that in pass protection, Clemson was getting pressure on, on Book. And he just sidestepped all the pressure. Like, especially in the second half, he was just like, you know, sliding back and forth, no big deal, picking up yards on scrambles. He was making big plays. His stats won't back up my, you know, that statement that he was the better quarterback, but I just think he was like, he picked up a, you know, he picked up, he made the bigger plays. Let's put it that way. He just, he's got some balls. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's the best way to say it. So what was I saying though? Oh yes. The defense is average. And listen, this is a great week for a bye week because we need to get these guys back. Dabo has said that He's hoping that Skalski and, and Tyler Davis will be back against Florida State. Ha ha, Florida State. And whoa, talk about a team that's trash right now. So <laughs> can't wait. Yep. So that'll be a good pick me up in a, in a couple of weeks here. But all to say, like, there's just they did give up a couple of big plays again where you're like, ah, dang it. Like if you hadn't given up that big run at the beginning of the game, to start the game <laughs> to give Notre Dame that you know, that uh, uh, boldness and the and the confidence that they had for the rest of the game, then it might be different. And then there were a couple of big pass plays as well where you're like, in bad tackling. You mentioned this too. I don't want to oh steal that from goodness. you. But. There, there were so many plays that they could have had them behind the line or stop them on a third down. And they just broke the tackle. Just wimpy tackling. They it did. Was, can you look up Notre Dame's third down conversions right now? I sure can. I looked it up earlier um, and Notre Dame definitely crushed us in that category Notre Dame was 10 uh, of 19 on third down yeah I I just remember thinking several times like okay a third and 10 we have to stop them right and then you know Clemson was 4 of 15 yuck (laughs) I mean just looking at the stats like Notre Dame won they they beat them like Like, and this is no taking away from Notre Dame Notre Dame's a great team they played well I just don't I just can't say all of that because I feel Clemson is better than what they played. Yes, Clemson is the better but team. But overall, yes, S- Saturday, Notre Dame played better. Yes, we'll give it to them. And they won fair and square. They can have this one. We'll take the next one. That's right. And <laughs> I, I'm sure the motivation will be on Clemson's side to uh, come out well in the ACC championship game. So anyways, those are the, the pivotal plays and top takeaways. Um, we would love to... Uh, you know, we would have loved for a different turnout and it should have been, like we said, Clemson should have won this game. So they let it slip away, but let's, uh, I mean, let's hope that it turns out for the better and, uh, you know, in the coming weeks, we'll, yes. we'll see what happens. Let's so. also hold on to the ball. We had three fumbles. Yeah. I Two, two correct- straight weeks where a fumble was returned for a touchdown. And correct me if I'm wrong. I might be. I don't have my stats totally correct. I think this is the fourth straight game that ETN has fumbled the, fumbled the ball. Is it? I think I think it is. All right. Well, let's look that up before we just say it. Uh, so we'll look that up. While we're doing that, though, let's hear from our sponsor, Anchor Podcast. And uh, we'll be back in 30 seconds. 
All right, you have an update for us, Carter? I do, uh, and I was correct, even though I was just going on what I felt was correct. He had ETN has fumbled the ball four straight games. Now, he's only lost three of those, but <laughs> still fumbling the ball four straight games. He's only lost three of them. Yeah, that's not... I think someone, one of the announcers throughout the game was talking about how he's worked so hard on his catching, and he used to be called like Butterfingers or whatever it is. Like, well, I think it was Brick Hands. It's like, well, we're back to that. Yeah, back to... Well, <laughs> actually, if you watch the play that he fumbled on this time, he looked like he had Brick Hands. Mm-hmm. It bounced off his hands so Can't hard. blame him too much. We were talking about like, this big dude's about to nail you, but at the same time, like you're playing football. Let's catch yeah. the ball. It should have been better. Okay, we are not here to talk about ETN fumbling, though. We're here to play our favorite game of Clemson or Clemson out. And Becky is here with us today. She has a couple of questions. So what's the first question that you have for us, Becky? Time for Briley and Carter to answer the important questions surrounding the Clemson Tigers in a little game we like to call Clems In or Clems Out. In or out? Does this mean that Notre Dame is again one of the big boys in college football? All right. I like this Notre Dame-centric question. Is Notre Dame one of the big boys in college football? Man. Um, I hate to, you know, this was a huge win, first of all, for Notre Dame. I'll give them that. Even if Clemson was at, you know, 75% strength, whatever you want to say, this is a huge win. Do I think that this means that they're one of the top contenders? No, I still, I'm clumps out, excuse me. I still think they're probably in the second tier of teams. And I saw today that, you know, a lot of people now have them as in the top tier. I just, I just don't think they're there yet. Like, again, this is a huge win and that's not meant to take anything away from this team, but until they beat a full strength Clemson team, I'm not going to say, all right, this team is going to win the championship or is one of the four best teams. Well, listen, they could be a one. I think there's a, the top tier is made up of three teams right now. And then, you know, you have teams like Florida and Notre Dame and, uh, you know, Oregon and all those other second tier type teams. Um, so I'm Clemson out. I don't think this makes Notre Dame one of the, you know, in the top, adds them to the top tier of college football. Yeah, I, I'm a lot on, along those lines. Like, this is nothing taken away from Notre Dame's Saturday win. I, but I think it just comes down to, like, Notre Dame was better this game. But I'm more along the lines also that Clemson wasn't at force, full strength. Like, I feel like if we were at full strength, we would have won the game. So, overall, it's great for Notre Dame. But I don't see them. Like, I think they're a great team, actually. I just don't see them finishing the job. But that's sure. most years that they are good. They just can't ever finish it. So I think they're just along those lines as well. So I'm, I'm clumps out as well. Yeah. I actually think there's a pretty good chance they don't make the ACC championship game. Really? I really Maybe good. the best way I could describe it is I think they're going to lose at least one more game. At least one game. Excuse me. I don't know to who, but uh, they play North Carolina at North Carolina. Wake Forest is actually on the rise right now. They play Wake Forest. I don't know. I was just wondering because I'm just looking at the ACC and the ACC is just crumbling left and right, I feel like. They are. <laughs> Virginia Tech losing to Liberty. Yeah, that's a tough one. I don't know. Liberty looks really good. That's true. Well, I expect to see Hugh Freeze in the SEC next year. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but, okay, well, anyways, we're getting off on rabbit trails. So what is the second question that you have for us, Becky? 
Next question. In or out, will this loss ultimately be good for the Tigers? Now that is a good football question right there. This is a good question because I think in years past, what we've seen is that when Clemson loses a game or has a a close call, they really respond. And the rest of the season, they're dominant. I'm going to be Clemson out though on this right now. Do I think that this serves as a wake-up call? Nah, not really. Uh, I think it's probably, it serves as a wake-up call as much as Boston College did. Like, they just didn't have the full team at its disposal, and Clemson knows what their issues are. Like, maybe there's a little bit more fire lit under the offensive line, but I don't know. Do I think that this is ultimately going to be good for them? No. Like, I just don't. This is a team that's used to winning, that has a winning mentality, that has a championship heart. And when you when they lose, like I, they're not going to gain or I don't think learn anything from losing at this point. Do you? No, I, I honestly think they went into the game knowing if we lose, it's fine. Which I think played to their disadvantage because they have an excuse like Trevor Lawrence is out. A lot of their main players on defense are out. Like they knew going in, if they lost this game, it really wouldn't mean anything. So after losing it, they're just like, oh, oh, oh well, well, we'll just keep going. So I, I'm definitely clips out. Sure. And I know Becky is clips in on this because I was talking to her uh, earlier today when she was thinking about asking this question. And, you know, she thought she was saying like, well, maybe this takes the pressure off of this team to to not have to be perfect. No, not, you know what I mean? Like okay, we don't have to worry about a perfect season anymore and, uh, you know, those sort of things. But now my, my counter to that is, okay, but that's replaced with the pressure of, hey, we have to win every game now because it needs to be perfect from here on out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no, I mean, sure, maybe good things will come about because of this game, but no, this is, I clumps out. I don't think this is going to be good for this team. Okay, what's the final question that you have for us, Becky? Next question. In or out? Is Clemson still your favorite to win the Natty? Oh, uh, you had to go there, did you? Uh, okay, so before the season, Clemson was my favorite to win the national championship. Uh, were they yours? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember either. It was so long ago. Okay. <laughs> A lot's happened since yeah, then. Yeah, it's been like six years since the beginning of the season. It feels like six years since this game against Notre Dame happened. Uh, oh, I, well, it sort of has been. I've aged that much in that amount of time. <laughs> Um, is Clemson my favorite? Man, am I going to be Clemson out on all these things? This sucks. Yeah, I'm going to be Clemson out. No, I just don't think right now at this moment, two things. I think the offensive line is holding this team back. Well, multiple things. I don't think the receivers are good enough right now, um, even though Cornell Powell played really well and uh, Amari Rogers looks good. But the offensive line is a huge negative, And right now, I'm just not confident in the defense against superior opponents at this point until the defensive line shores some things up and we get linebackers back and the secondary quits giving up big plays then i'll have more confidence but right now i just don't see it from this team i don't think that right now if they went up against alabama even with trevor lawrence back I'd be like, uh, I don't know. I don't think they could stop those playmakers. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I understand all of that. But at the same time, I'm sitting here thinking, all right, if Clemson isn't the favorite, then who the heck is? And I think there's not enough 
You may hate this, but I think Ohio State. Uh, I was going to go there. There's not enough evidence of that, though. Like, who the heck has Ohio State played so far? Well, pretty soon they're going to be playing a, a top 10 ranked Indiana team. Will that do it well, for we'll you? Well, we'll have to see if Indiana is real or not. I just don't think there's <laughs> enough evidence with Ohio State, and I don't feel Alabama's as dominant as they usually are. Well, their defense isn't great, but... Yeah, so for me to say that Clemson isn't the favorite, I would have to come up with another team right now. And honestly... The team that I'm most impressed that I would like to see, and I think can, is actually Florida. Really? But I don't think their defense is good enough, though. I mean, I'd say Florida is basically the same team as Clemson. Just <laughs> wow. Florida actually, I think, All has right. a better offense. Okay. How about their quarterback? I am very impressed with Kyle Trask. All right. Who's who, who's top of your list for Heisman right now? Kyle Trask is it same <laughs> yeah. here actually I mean who else like there's not a, again there's not enough evidence for Justin Fields so far he's played two games yeah yeah and, I mean we'll find out uh, the season is still young for some of these teams uh Clemson is playing how many games eight games I think eight yeah and Pac-12 just started this last week yeah and uh the Big Ten has played three and I know Florida has only played like five games so uh there's still a lot of football to be played and uh a lot of evidence to uh, uncover so all right so you're clemson that clemson is still your favorite i am yes okay all right so there was one difference there at least all right good hey it was good to be back this week i'm glad that we were here and i'm looking forward to future weeks i hope you were thankful that we're here as well uh if you don't mind we'd love for you to uh forgive us for our past sins <laughs> and go ahead and subscribe on apple Podcasts or spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts and while you're on Apple Podcasts, we would love a five-star review. That'd be so kind of you. Um, and actually, while you're in the app, here's what I want to encourage you to do is in this episode show notes, there will be a link to leave us a voice message. Why don't you go ahead and do that? Whatever's on your mind this week, tell us how you feel about Clemson losing this week. This doesn't happen often. So tell you what, we're going to be a therapeutic line is what we're going to be. <laughs> Come talk to us about your problems. We will soothe you. We will make you feel better. Go ahead and drop us those voicemails. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. Be good out there. We will talk to you next week. Good bamboo.